Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Ah, welcome, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN, and it's uh, leap year, and it's a leap day, which means uh, basically I'm working for free today, <laughs> and so are you if you're on salary. Uh, Tanner Saunders behind the glass, he ain't working for free. No, he's making the big money, but the rest of us, you know, we're 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 giving we're giving back to the community, we're giving back to the country, we're giving back to the company. I'm just saying. Uh, good to be with you on this bitterly cold day. Oh, my goodness. You ever have one of those days where you open up the window first thing in the morning and you look outside and you just know it's going to be cold? It, it, it's this innate sense that you develop as a Western New Yorker. There's a certain color to the sky, a certain shading of the clouds. There's just a certain ambiance when you look out the window and you just know it is going to be cold cold and it is so i thought we uh, might have a little bit of fun the uh, first part of the show and for your listening pleasure i'd like to introduce two topics um so uh, i i have, i have to go to a birthday party tonight and um it's a birthday party for somebody who was born on february 29th and i'm trying to figure out those of you who were born on a leap during a leap year, what kind of a bureaucratic headache that causes you in your life? And when you are, oh, <laughs> I mean, you, you might consider yourself to be 16 years old and you're in your 60s. Um, but what, what if, if you were born on the 29th of February, see, a lot of people forget about leap years that we have periodically uh, because the earth doesn't exactly take 24 hours. It's uh, 23 hours and 56 minutes to do its thing. So long story short, uh, it is a leap year. And I know that I'm talking to a very small number of people at the, uh, with this particular topic, but does 
being born um, during a leap year on the 29th of February give you any hassles whatsoever? Remember the show we did a few weeks ago on names and really cool names? And we had a guy who had two first names of Sicilian background. And I forget what the names were, but let's just say it was John Peter. That was his first name, John Peter. You talk about throwing the computer for a loop. You talk about begging for bureaucratic inspection. That's got to be a way to do it. So if you if you were born on a leap day, if you're a February 29th baby, as uh, one of my very sexy friends is, um, oh, he's very cute too. Now, no, she's uh, the wife of a very dear friend of mine. If you were born on the 29th of February, uh, has that caused you issues in your life? Has it caused you problems in your life? 803-0930-STAR-930-1800-616-WBEN. At least my wife has a very easy birthday to remember. I can never forget it. Well, first of all, I can never forget it for the obvious reasons. Secondly, it's unforgettable because it's just so easy to remember. I'll just say there's a lot of twos in it. That's all I'm going to say. No, it's not two twenty-two twenty-two. Um, <laughs> I mean, that would be uh, her robbing the cradle uh, at a ridiculous rate. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, she's actually 98, something I've never confided on the air before. Um, anyway, just kidding, obviously. Um, are you a leap baby, and has it caused you any problems with the system? Because, as my IT lady has told me repeatedly when talking about cell phones, printers, and computers, Tom, let me just make life a little bit simple for you. I'm an IT person, and computers are a-holes. And I thought to myself in that moment, I suddenly have a realization that I'm not the only one who thinks this way and that computers truly are orifices of a backside nature. And it made me actually love computers all the more. But if you are a February 29th uh, uh, birthday baby. Now, obviously, today you get to celebrate your real birthday, being on the 29th of February. But any other year, what do you do? Do you do it on the 28th? Do you do it on the 1st of March? What is the proper protocol for this? I've always, seriously, I've I've always wanted to know. I mean, it certainly isn't going to be a four-hour topic, but <laughs> yes, that's all I'm doing for four hours today, leap babies, um, and we'll get approximately 1.2 calls. Uh, but anyway, it, h- how do you handle it? When, when do you generally celebrate? Today is easy because it's February 29th. But other years, what do you do? I mean, you do the 28th of February, you do the 1st of March. How exactly do you uh, celebrate uh, a, a big day in your life? And it must be kind of cool if you only celebrate the birthday every time a leap year comes around. You could be rather advanced in years, and still, if you only celebrate birthdays on your uh, actual birthday, you could kind of be a teenager. You'd be like the oldest teenager in the world. He used to call Dick Clark that, but then Dick Clark is, uh, well, he met the same fate as we all do eventually. So what do you do if you are a leap year baby um, when you do celebrate on the 29th of February? Is it a blowout party? 
do, do you go absolutely hog wild and go absolutely crazy and have a party for the ages? Do you have some kind of a, you know, a Roman orgy? No, it came out wrong. You have some kind of a wild Roman celebration? At least they didn't say wild Greek celebration. Um, ouch. Uh, 803-0930 is the uh, phone number. <laughs> yeah. 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone. 1-800-616-WBEN. Um, I really, I want to give you leap year babies, you leap birthday babies, a chance to uh, explain exactly what it is like. Because um, I, I can see that it would be somewhat problematical. And people, ordinarily, when you put February 29th on a check, the teller is probably not going to cash it. But if it's on a leap year, suddenly it's okay. And this happens to be a leap day of a leap year. So I, I don't know. It's kind, of, it's kind of a silly topic. Maybe it's a stupid topic. But uh, when, when do you usually celebrate the birthday? And does it? It's, does it cause you any like mini identity crisis at all? Like everybody else gets a normal day, like June second, September fourth, March tenth. But you leap babies, you have to contend with basically once every four years. Your day actually shows up on a calendar, and I'm I'm just curious about it. Again, I know I'm not talking about or to a lot of people, but it's not just the party I'm attending tonight. Um, when I was out earlier today, I heard somebody else referencing the fact that they, too, were going to a separate um, leap year birthday party celebration for somebody. I mean, you could make the argument, if it happens once every four years, you could be in your 50s and still claim to be a teenager, which is kind of a cute joke to make until Johnny Law comes knocking at the door uh, and wants you to answer some questions regarding your husband or your wife or other significant other. Just saying. Um, 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. And if that doesn't turn you on and send tingles of excitement down your spine and make you, you know, give you the shivers, um, there's something else that I want to bring up that is, I think it's it's freaky, but it's also kind of fun to talk about. At the same time as it's fun to discuss, it's also, too, a little freaky. And that is the fact that, by now, we all know that our cell phones listen to every word we say. And I, my loves, would like examples of, of your cell phone listening in on you. And here's here's the deal. Here's the deal. Yesterday, for some reason, I think it was yesterday, the idea of pet llamas came up. Yes, pet llamas. Not to be confused with alpacas, but they're, you know, they, they kind of look like they, they could be the same. But anyway, um, for whatever reason, somebody mentioned pet llamas. And I thought to myself, wow. And I said out loud, pet llamas. They're really good pets. A lot of people have pet llamas. So this morning, I open up my cell phone and I'm scrolling through the cell phone. And what do you think that I, what do you think I found on the cell phone first thing in the morning? Did I, did I already give it away? 
Yes, an ad for you can own a pet llama. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. I never entered it into the phone. I never typed into Google search or anything or DuckDuckGo. I never typed in, hey, where do I buy a pet llama? Or things to know about owning a pet llama. Somehow, from nowhere, (laughs) from nowhere came this ad for a pet llama. And I'm sorry, but it's a little freaky to me. And again, you know, I've... Technology is great until it puts all of us out of a job. Um, Technology is great, but it's also just a little bit freaky that all I said was pet llamas a couple of times out loud, and suddenly my cell phone picked it up on the microphone and sent it to the place where everything you utter on your cell phone is matched up with an ad for your interests, and then I get the ad about having a pet llama so i did of course have to look at it a little bit further and turns out that llamas are quite excellent pets turns out though you really shouldn't have just one llama uh turns out that you should have uh, up to four llamas per acre and an acre is roughly the size of a football field well this is this is information i didn't have but it's like anything once i get into something i continue gnawing at it like a bone until I get all the flesh off. And I don't get the idea that I want llama ribs for dinner or uh, pike fingers for that matter. But anyway, the never-ending pike finger special somewhere. Don't even get me started. Not to be confused with fried pork belly. Oh, there's nothing special about that. No. If you're going to have specials, make them specials. Not something you get every night. And here's one. Blackened mussels. No, please don't, please, just stop, make the special special, please, throw some potato skins on there, hey, throw some foreskins on there, anything would be better than blackened mussels, ah, anyway, um, see, if I had a restaurant and I served potato skins, I would serve four at a time, and you know what I'd call it, right, of course, duh, um, wouldn't be a big hit with the rabbis of my clientele, but I'm sure they'd get a kick out of it, uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> Moyles, <laughs> they would come in, that, that would actually be kind of a fun ad, if, uh, I could get one down with a six sense of humor, and, uh, they're like anybody else, people do have six senses of humor, no matter what they happen to do for a living. Uh, but I actually dated a rabbi's stepdaughter at one point in my life, and very, very nice guy, and unfortunately died very young and very suddenly, and oh, was it sad. Anyway, I, again, digress. Um, have you had experiences where you happen to say something, and it's a totally random thing you say? And then you know your phone is listening to everything because you start seeing ads when you're watching YouTube videos for, here's how to own a pet llama. What I get a lot of is, um, I get a lot of ads for Sweetwater Music. Yes, Sweetwater Music. It's a company online and it sells music gear to people who like to play music. And obviously, I talk about music an awful lot in front of my cell phone because that is generally the ad I get. And I must talk about guns enough on the show. I don't really talk about guns when I'm not on the air. 
because I also get the never-ending ads for Sandy Hook Promise. And those five seconds until skip can't come fast enough for me. Like, five, four, three, two, ah, thank goodness, safe for now. Um, 803-0930, were you surprised? Have you been surprised at the idea that your cell phone listens to what you say and actually constructs ad based on its eavesdropping of you. And it's so funny to me that we as a society, we get very, um, I don't want to say paranoid, that's not always the right word, but we, we become very wary, at least, of the government listening to what we do, tracking our motions, tracking our purchases, and yet we invite into our own homes these devices known as cell phones that are constantly listening to everything we say, that are constantly aware of exactly where we are in time and space. And for as much as we object to, I don't want anybody knowing where I am. I want to be off the grid as far as the government is concerned. It's funny that we allow the cell phone into our lives because the cell phone is is the greatest eavesdropping tool of all time. In fact, somebody told me that uh, there is at least one former uh, director of CIA who, when he gets uh, an electrical piece of equipment, first thing he does is he covers up the cameras on the equipment. Probably not a bad idea. How many times have you been taking a shower and you realize that you're naked in front of the phone and you actually worry? Well, you wonder, okay, is anybody watching me shave here? Um, just curious. Uh, 803-0930 is the phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. So between that and uh, leap year babies, I think we can have Lewis. I think we can have us a little bit of fun today, if that's okay with you. Is anybody down with that? Because I've got other stuff too, but it's not nearly as cute. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
I think that's my cue. It's uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBN. Why do you guys do that to me? Why do you call right before the break when you know I have to break for the news and then you can't hold on for five minutes and you hang up on me? Why do you do that? What kind of mental torture is that? What kind of, is that like, I mean, what, do, do you pull wings off of flies too? Uh, anyway, a couple of things that, <laughs> that I've got going on. Um, oh, I, I have to mention um, gay bathhouse. Let me just say that again in front of my cell phone. Gay bathhouse. That's uh, for a friend of mine uh, who no doubt you have heard of, but uh, I just want to see what comes up on my phone. <laughs> but anyway, uh, welcome to the show. But actually, I, I think I corrected him. If you're going to say gay bathhouse in front of your cell phone, you, you have to put the word Turkish in there at some point, which is right out of uh, Day of the Jackal, Fred Zinneman, 1973, based on the book by Frederick Forsyth. But anyway, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what comes up. Um, and I told you yesterday, <laughs> I told you yesterday, uh, as far as people listening to what you say, um, around them, now forget about cell phones for a minute. Um, I had gotten in the, uh, I think it was this time yesterday I told this story. So I, I'm, I'm aware that I did, so I'm not really quite going senile, but, um, I stole an expression from a movie called the death of Stalin with uh, Isaacs and uh, uh, Steve Buscemi, just a whole bunch of people uh, of whom you have heard in the entertainment field, okay? And there's one there's a one line from Steve Buscemi who plays Nikita Khrushchev, and as they're doing the autopsy on Stalin, um, Nikita Khrushchev, Steve Buscemi says, blank my boots, and I had started to use that expression. And I didn't realize until relatively recently that my wife thought I was some kind of a freak because apparently she typed it into the Internet and came across some sites of a rather dubious and, shall we say, kinky nature. And she had to explain to me that... Do you not understand that whenever you say that, there are websites that are devoted to that very thing? And I said, actually, no, because that's not my bag, baby. But then I looked at the websites and I said, oh, good Lord. Good Lord. No wonder you thought I was totally messed up. Um, So I will still use the expression, but at least now, my wife at least understands that it is not because uh, I'm spending any time on certain salacious, pernicious, uh, adult entertainment-themed websites. Not that there's anything wrong with that, um, especially the one with the chick with the red boots. Oh, never mind. Uh, But anyway... uh, uh, that this is funny how expressions happen, and I'm the, for the number of times I use that expression, I'm amazed that those websites didn't just pop up <laughs> on the cell phone because it, it basically somebody would cut me off in traffic, blank my boots. I would be walking along and I'd stumble on the sidewalk because uh, the tree had it raised and elevated, blank my boots. So I'm surprised that uh, those sites never popped up of their own volition and free will. But, uh, yeah, I've certainly cut down on my use of that because thinking to myself, all right, if uh, if Carrie thought 
and she knows me, kind of, you know. Uh, if, if if Carrie thought that that was a weird thing to say with weird intent, I can only imagine what other people must say because Death of Stalin isn't exactly as well known as The Sopranos as a TV series or uh, The Godfather as a movie. So uh, <laughs> just one of those one of those embarrassing moments. Just saying. Uh, anyway, it is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. Come on, chop chop, people. Um, I want to talk to you about, well, I guess nobody cares about leap year babies. I thought it would be kind of a fun place where we could start out and have a little excursion into some mirth, frivolity, and radio magic, those of you who are born on February 29th, and what a hassle it must be uh, in the uh, information age, because not like anymore, you can just explain to somebody, my birthday is February 29th, I'm a leap year, all it takes is somebody who programs a computer And every year it just goes from the 28th of February to the 1st of March, leaving you out in the cold. I was kind of curious if you have a birthday um, in... Uh, on February 29th, whether you celebrate it on the 28th every year or you typically celebrate it on March 1st. Um, And I was kind of wondering when you travel, what kind of a hassle it is, if it is at all being a leap year baby. Um, I, I also think the same thing about people who were born around midnight on New Year's Eve. Uh, we had a caller like that not too long ago. Well, do you want to be a 2023 or do you want to be a 2024, Mom? What's the deal? All right, let's, let's take some calls. And how does your cell phone listen to you? How does your cell phone listen to you? The idea of a pet llama came up yesterday on the show. Sure enough, on the cell phone this morning, there's an ad. And I've never I've never Googled this in my life prior to this morning. Here's how to buy a pet llama. And they do look awfully cute. I've just passed the pet point of my life. Here is uh, Rose, I'm sorry, Renee in uh, Williamsville uh, on WBEN. Actually, it could be Rini in Buffalo, uh, in Williamsville on WBEN. Um, is this Rini? It's Rini. I am not any old Renee. <laughs> no, no, but see, Rini should be spelled R E E N I E because the way you spell Rini. I'm just, I'm just saying, R-E-N-E, I just think Renee, but I suppose there could be two E's at the end. But you are a February 29th birthday person, and I'm wondering, uh, aside from the massive party uh, you're having tonight, I'm, I'm wondering, <laughs> like, on a, on a yearly basis, what kind of a pain in the butt it's got to be. Not at all. I love it. Okay, you love it. I get the fact. I, I get the fact that you love it. But in terms of bureaucracy and forms, is, is it not a bit of a pain in the well, butt? Well, no. I'll tell you. When I went to get my night license, um, when I turned seventeen, I went down. I was so excited, and I went down on the twenty eighth of February. I stood in line at the Department of Motor Vehicles for a long, long time since it was the end of the month, and I got up to the to the counter. And they had no idea what to do. They said, you're not, there's no 29th. And it's the 28th. And to make a long story short, I they made me stand there for God knows how long. And then they wouldn't give it to me. And I had to come back the next day. You would think that they would have called a supervisor who dealt with that situation maybe a few times. They did, but they couldn't handle it. And the computer couldn't handle it. 
And my theory is, is because the 28th is the day, no matter what tomorrow the 29th is, if it's the 1st or the 29th, it's always the day after the 28th. So the real day, whatever you call it, is going to be either the 1st or the 28th. So what typically, I mean, when it is not a leap year, now today is a leap year. I'm working for free today, okay? Everybody on salary is working <laughs> for free. Uh, but when, when it isn't a leap year, do you choose to celebrate your birthday on the 28th or do you do it on the 1st of March? be honest, I do it on both so I don't miss it. <laughs> okay. I do. Makes, makes sense. And then when makes I have a real one, well, because there's something to be said about having a birthday in the month that you were born. So that's why I like the 28th. But the first is really the day it would be, regardless of what you call it, because it's the day after the 28th. Now, I don't know what time of day you were born, but was was it even close to the deadline? You know something? I have no idea. My mom didn't remember. <laughs> I was wow. born in a snowstorm, so... Um, in Boston, many moons ago. Born in a snowstorm in Boston. Suddenly, okay. uh, Davy Loggins is going through my head. Please come to Boston. Um, wow! So it's going to be a, a big party tonight. Uh, when when you when I, I know. I mean, if John calls me one more time about this damn party, I'm going to cut his head <laughs> off. Um, but uh, if um, Sorry, um, and he's he's like he's going over the top on this. You realize that because he loves you. I know. That's why I'm married to him. Yeah. Well, he's 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 all right, but it's. Well, like... he only has to do that once every four years, and we were married on a blue moon, so he only has to celebrate our anniversary once in a blue moon. So he's kind of lucky. No, I, I disagree. I, I don't think he's lucky because with a woman like you, he should be celebrating you. Every single day you wake up and every single sunrise, it ought to be your day. I'm laying it on pretty thick, aren't I? Hey, but you know what? He does, though, so there. <laughs> uh, yes, he certainly does. But um, do, do, when you run into other people who are born on February 29th, is there a special kinship? Well, there is, I think, yeah. And I'll tell you something. <laughs> I went over to get my birthday necklace it um i probably can't say the name of the place but they were celebrating wait is it the one on main street that's right down the street from where we hang out no nope, it's the one where the chicken stands outside and okay well i'm a little so, disappointed you didn't see brady and todd scanlon at scanlon shame on you no but they gave me and i will tell you an absolutely beautiful uh diamond necklace did you not? They gave it to you? They gave it to me. And they it was a some kind of a promotion. And there were other um, leap year people that had showed up, just not too many. But they were giving them – only leap year people were allowed in, in the door. And they had a security person. And you had to have your ID. And um, they took a big picture. And <laughs> all the people in there, we just totally hit it off. It was so much fun. I mean, it – was just very very cool. So, so, so there, even there a is, twins, leap year twins. There, there is a kinship and a special connection with the February 29th birthday. Wait, hold on a second. For some reason, I can't hear you. 
Oh, probably probably for the better. So there is, what you're saying is, there is a kinship, those of you born on the 29th of February. Absolutely, but you don't run into them very often. So <laughs> that's why it was pretty cool to see these other people and very, very cool. So. Well, you've got about a one hundred a one out of uh, three hundred sixty-five chance of uh, meeting somebody who's also born on. Uh, no, I think it's, I think you have to multiply that times four. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Um, I I'd, for, I'd forgotten to multiply that in, so it is uh, it is rather on the rare side. Um, it, 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 when when you travel and you've got to bring out your passport. Do you ever have somebody in another country who might not be all that swift uh, working customs who gives you the uh, evil eye? No, people usually, they, a lot of times they, they acknowledge it and they say, oh, you know, that's, um, you know, that, that's pretty cool. But on one year, my license said, because on our New York State license, they say it expires and it never used to say the exact day. It would say on your birthday in blank year so there was one one time i had a license that said it expired and it was an eve it was not a leap year and it said on your birthday which never happened so it was kind of interesting it, it wasn't possible for the license to you know to to read that way so and i was found that out because i got pulled over and the officer goes wait a minute when's your birthday i said february 29th he said but your license is expired and there's no 29th this year so it was kind of interesting that's an interesting that's an interesting legal point but i'm sure they 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 would have won had they pressed it um yeah but very uh very interesting rini um i i know that you like uh vodka i may have seen you consume one or two at some point you should Um, not be saying these things (laughs) i i said one or two i didn't say one or two gallons i said one or two um so I'm, I'm sure. It, I also sure like gonna, diamonds. Uh, well, that's a husband's. <laughs> that's a husband's job. I mean, no. Yeah, uh, the, I know. Uh, the, just you know, uh, hold hold out for like the four carat. I mean, you've been together long enough that I think that that's not unreasonable. The four carat, the high quality four carat. No, I'll save so, that for so, my anniversary. So you sell. So you sell your house. I mean, you're paying too much in property taxes anyway. True. Um, well, Rini, happy birthday to you. And do you consider yourself to be 16 or do you consider yourself to be um, more of your chronological age? 10. That's <laughs> oh, right. Mentally, I consider myself to be 12, but. Uh, no, I'm not my, I'm not my chronic, chronic, I can't even say it, logical age. Never. I never will no. be. <laughs> well, Rini, uh, thank you for I'm happy for my leap years. Well, thank you for the call, and uh, happy birthday, and uh, I'm, sh- I'm sure that uh, we'll stop by uh, later on and see the uh, party hounds doing their thing. So thanks a lot. Sounds good. Thank Appreciate you, Tom. It. All right, there's yep. Rini, and actually Rini is one of the reasons um, I'm doing the show. And the other reason is when I was out prior to coming on the air today, I listened to some other people talking, and they, too, had a uh, leap year birthday, and I think they, too, had a party uh, to which they had been invited tonight. So now, uh, coming up in the uh, next part of the program, I, I guess we don't really have enough leap year babies or people who know leap year babies to keep that topic going. Oops, a swing and a miss. 
Tanner is the first time I've missed in what two weeks. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I that was a risk. I was willing to take it, and it was very, very unfortunate. I'm like the guy who went over Niagara Falls with the inner tubes, and good in theory, but didn't quite make it in reality. Hey, but well, I, not even Michael Jordan made every shot he took in his career, so. That's true. Thank you for that word of encouragement. And um, coming up, I would like to continue the idea of your cell phone listening to you because – it obviously does. Tanner, can you explain why today, of all days, I get an ad on the cell phone about, you too can own a pet llama. Come on. You know the cell phone is listening, right? Cell phone hears everything we say. That's right. Um, what's really discouraging, though, is when I get ads on my cell phone, if I keep it next to the bed at night for Natural male enhancement and enlargement. Um, anyway, um, we need to break for news on News Radio 930 WBEN. Uh, we've got Tom Puckett coming up with uh, the latest, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna find out what your cell phone has been uh, listening to you say with its prying little ears on News Radio 930 WBEN. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, loves, welcome. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN on a Thursday. And again, it's uh, one of those days where you look outside, and even though you might see some sunshine, it's just there's there's something lurking like an adder underneath that sunshine. It's just like you know it's not going to be Hawaii sunshine. You know it's more like Arctic sunshine. Like you're more likely to go snow blind than get sunburned, uh, depending, of course, on how much you like to take your clothes off in the Arctic. Uh, but anyway, that's another story for perhaps a different day and maybe a different Bowerly trip. Uh, but anyway, uh, it is nine minutes after three at News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. And uh, let me just let me just try this a little bit longer uh, because I definitely think there is uh, something there. Um, and I, I remember doing this show once before, and I promised that I would bring it back, and I, I apologize that it took me so long to uh, bring it back. So if we have the hot key ready, um, Tanner, I hope that you will... Uh... Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how many times you hear it, it's still funny. I'm sorry. Uh, but anyway, where was I? Ah, uh, yes. Um has your cell phone proven to you beyond any reasonable doubt that it is eavesdropping on what you say? And this is not a question of paranoia. It's not a question of tinfoil hats or anything like that. Um, we accept these apps. And how many of you accept these apps and you press the button do you give this app permission to have access to your microphone? And, of course, giving permission to uh, have the cell phone use your microphone is like giving permission to be 
listened in upon. And let's put it this way, with millions of people in the United States and billions of people around the world, the idea that uh, you've got one person who is listening to you and you exclusively because you live such an amazingly awesome life is, is pretty slim. But what they're looking for uh, would be uh, information that they can put into logarithms and data banks. And yesterday during the show, perfect example, yesterday during the program, um, somebody mentioned a llama. Not the Dalai Lama, but the kind of the llama llama, the dromedary. I think it's a dromedary. But uh, anyway, um, <laughs> the morning today, wake up, and I'm scrolling through the cell phone, and there is an ad about, you can own your own llama. And I started laughing because, seriously, I can't remember the last time I used the word llama prior to yesterday. And certainly never as in, uh, hey, I think I'd take a llama as a pet. Uh, but sure enough, this morning, uh, whatever I said must have gone into the database, which monitors all of us throughout the world on a daily 24-7 basis. And um, what comes back is uh, basically information about how I can own a llama. And even if legally I could own a llama in the village of Williamsville, okay, I have to tell you, it sounds incredibly cool. But thinking to myself, Okay, as cool as it, first of all, llamas are social creatures. You can't have just one llama. The llama is going to be miserable. You should have at least, bare minimum, two llamas. And actually, ideally, you should have four per acre of land that you have. And an acre of land is roughly the size of a football field. That's when llamas are going to thrive best. And, you know, you know what llamas are. They kind of look like horses. They kind of look like camels. But they're llamas. Same thing with alpacas. And I think it's the alpaca. And for a guy, I'm so sick of the scatological nature of so many of the ads that we're running and uh, the TV stations are running lately between the Charmin bears with the dingleberries and uh, the ad for your, your dog will have better poops. I think I preferred poop when it was in the closet as opposed to when it was wide out there in the open. But, again, I digress. Um, Can you give us examples from your life of how you know your cell phone was listening in on you? And, again, this is not paranoia, um, anything like that. This is just a, a function of you put an app on your phone, you gave the app permission to have the microphone to listen in on you, so then whenever you would express an interest, uh, like, for example, if I start talking about, uh, you know, I, I really like the new Cadillacs. I really, I, I, I'm really interested in one of those new Cadillac sedans. I think I like either white or black. And, my goodness, those Kias. And if I start talking about that, um, I know that I'm going to be hit with ads like you wouldn't believe for Kias, uh, preferably, of course, with uh, Transit Town Kia, uh, but, and I'm going to be hit for ads with, uh, with Cadillacs. It's just it's the way it goes. So can you give examples from your life 
And, and like, when when did you first realize? If do, do you remember when you first realized that your cell phone was actually eavesdropping on you? And again, lest people think that this is some kind of a paranoid conspiracy lunacy show. Um, it is only a function of your granting permission to the app you install to have access to the microphone to gather the kind of information that is going to result in them moving product because they're listening to what you have to say. For example, if I start talking about my need for new cookware and crockery, crockery, I've never used that word on the program before. Can I get a round of applause, Tanner? Can I have a round of applause for using the word crockery? Never used it on the program before. Come on. You can do it, Tanner. You can do it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if Gina Latuka is uh, listening to the program today with her husband, Joel, I know that Gina is also giving me a round of applause for using the word crockery. It's not quite like charcuterie, but it's close. So uh, not in meaning, but in uh, the construct of the word. So. What have you been talking about? And then suddenly you start getting ads popping up right and left for it. Oh, 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 you remember the travel show we did? Okay, we did a travel show, in case you don't remember it. Um, But we did a travel show, and suddenly I started to get all these ads for Fiji because I talked about my desire at some point to go to Fiji, except there's about a million connections you have to make in order to end up in Fiji. And um, really? Really? And another place I want to go, but I haven't gotten any ads for that, is uh, Easter Island. I want to see the statues of Easter Island, which have baffled generations and generations of historians and archaeologists. Why? Why did they put those statues up? Or should I say, why did the aliens put the statues up? That is the question. But can you give examples of your own life of you're simply minding your own business, you're having a conversation with your significant other or a buddy, and you make reference to something, and within an hour or overnight, you suddenly start receiving all kinds of uh, ads for the thing you thought you were talking about in private. It it just, it never fails to amaze me. It's like when you uh, walk into certain locations, certain retail shopping establishments. I hate to use the word malls because nobody knows what a mall is anymore. Um, you are going to be swamped with uh, ads for the stores um, that are in that particular shopping mall. Uh, they because they, they follow you geographically. And furthermore, I would add on to that, as I said last hour, what I find very fascinating, especially with this audience. And look, I know what it is like to be under real surveillance. OK, I I've explained it before. I won't explain it again today, but you know the story. You know, I proved it. You know how I proved it. And I know what it's like. And after a while, believe me, you get used to it, especially if you're not doing anything especially uh, uh, salacious. But it's a lot more fun when you are, I'll say that much. But um, so many people get so concerned about 
The government is tracking our every purchase. They want a cashless society so that everything we buy is going to be on a credit card. The government wants to know where we are so they can control the population better. The government wants to know what we are talking about any given day. And for as much as we fear that, okay, as much as we think that is a bad thing when the government does it, we invite it into our own lives openly, willingly, and with open arms. And seriously, a, a cell phone, I don't know how you guys view cell phones, but a cell phone is many things. And one thing, it first of all, it's a computer that happens to make telephone calls. But secondly, it's also like, you know how you put a microchip in your pet dog or cat or llama? <laughs> Although I haven't seen a missing llama sign ever. Um, but you know how you, you microchip uh, your, your pet to make it easier if it uh, escapes, which, by the way, is a great idea and you should do it. But uh, we essentially, with our cell phones, we are microchipping ourselves because, and I'm not saying that it's the government doing it, but we are making ourselves a target for all kinds of advertisers, all kinds of commercial enterprises to keep eyes on us, ears on us, and any chance to make a sale. Any chance at all to make a sale, they are ready to pounce. It's really quite amazing. It's also more than a little bit freaky. But again, I start using words like freaky, and then you, the next thing you know, I'm talking about seeing black helicopters, which I've never seen a black helicopter. I'd like to at some point. I'd also like to see men in black. Uh, 803-0930, I mean real men in black, not Tommy Lee Jones and uh, Will Smith. 803-0930 is the uh, phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone, 1-800-616-WBEN. Do you remember the, the, the first time you realized that your conversations around your cell phone are not private conversations, that they are going into a data bank, and that they're trying to sell you pro, a product? Do you all remember that? 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And let's go to John in Kenmore. John, you are on. I'll have Tanner put you up because I keep doing these stupid things with my fingers. Uh, you're on WBEN, John. Welcome. Hey, Tom. Yeah, I just wanted to say I don't get tracked by anybody uh, ever because I'm using and calling from a regular cell phone right now, regular old flip phone. I've had it for about eight years. Well, can, can you say with absolute 100% certainty that you're not being uh, tracked because uh, the tower is going to have to maintain contact with your phone or hand off to another tower based on where you are geographically? That is a good point. I guess I, guess I still am, but I'm not really getting targeted for any ads or anything like that because I don't use that technology. I, I have a computer, and I'll use it and check my email when I get home, but I it, you know, I don't. I don't carry a computer around with me all day. I don't need to. I don't need uh, GPS for directions. I do it the old way, and I'm I'm only 37. So, uh, why? Uh, just out of curiosity, um, why, see, first of all, I enjoy the convenience of a smartphone 
and I don't do anything in my life uh, that is terribly exciting, at least when I'm around here. So if somebody wants to know that uh, I went to Ted's or I went to Sorrentino's, I really don't care. If they're, if they're fascinated by that, they're fascinated by that, whatever. But what is it about you uh, and, and technology? Are you purposely staying away from smartphones out of a concern that you are going to be tracked and the uh, open up for additional um, ads? No, not at all. For me, uh, a smartphone doesn't enhance my life. Uh, I like to be present. I like to be in the moment and pay attention and, you know, read books and uh yeah, I've read a lot of stuff. There's a great book by uh, Nicholas Carr called The Shallows, What the Internet is Doing to Our Brains, and he looks at it from a neurological uh, neuroscientist perspective, and it's very interesting what's happening to our brains since the Internet has come into our lives. And uh, I just I miss, I miss life without the Internet. I really do. It was a simpler time, and sure, there's a lot of convenience out of it, but, you know, no one pays attention anymore. Can, can you elaborate on that just a little bit more, sir? Uh, just go to a, go to any store, you know, that's not busy. The first thing you do, you walk in and the person at the counter is looking at their phone. I mean, literally, people walk into the street looking at their cell phone, staring not at their surroundings, not looking out for cars or anything, just walking around looking at a computer screen all day. And that's just not the type of life I want to live. I enjoy being outside and just being present and being in the moment and uh it just it's too much of a distraction for me i would i had one for a while but uh you know i could play all those video games and get distracted and look at facebook and all that stuff and it's just uh it's not for me well i'll tell you though there are times when the smartphone because unfortunately um i don't get a lot of time to just sit around and read and a lot of times if i go out and i'm by myself um, I use that time to research things that I need to research because after the show last night, I went out and I was by myself and I was at a bar and there was some information that I desperately needed to look up. So I was as engrossed in what I was looking up as I would have been in reading a uh, Shakespearean uh, history, if you will. Um, but as far as the um, convenience, the convenience factor, I, I think, I think it is, we, we live in such amazing times, um, be, because just so much information is available, uh, at, at uh, the, the push of a fingertip. Yeah, I do agree with that, uh, to a certain extent. Um, you know, if you look at a time like 1999, you know, you could take a filing cabinet's worth of information and put it on a tiny floppy disk and transport that information all across the world, which is very useful. But I don't think what people are doing today with the smartphones all day, every day, you know, being totally entrenched in social media, I don't think it's a net positive for the human race. Uh, Okay. Well, see, now you've brought up another very interesting point. Uh, Somebody was bringing this up the other day, too. Social media. Okay, I, 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 I hope you can hold on through the news, but um, social media and negativity. Can we, can we talk a little bit about that? I wasn't going to go down that road today, but I'd like to. 
Uh, Absolutely. Hold, uh, hold on, if you would. I mean, hey, if anybody's going to be negative, would you please allow me to fill that role in your life? I mean, don't don't let your cell phone do that. Let me be the guy who's negative. You know, the guy who says, ah, the eclipse is just going to rain during the whole darn thing. Um Poor Tanner, he's got to deal with that each and every day. Haven't driven him crazy yet, but slowly but surely, like Chinese water torture, I'm wearing down on the young man. I'll have his starry eyes reduced to emptiness of black coals before, oh, before too long, he's going to be looking like uh, Sid Barrett in final days of Pink Floyd. Anyway, huh? <laughs> anyway, um... You can listen to Pink Floyd's music to fully appreciate the poetry of what I just said. Oh, you caught it. The Davy Loggins reference. Well played, Tanner. Please come to Boston for the springtime. Still an awesome song. I'm staying here with some friends and they've got lots of room. Oh. And you can sell your paintings on the sidewalk. And uh, there's a live version Buy of him doing it on YouTube. And uh, he wasn't lip syncing or anything. And uh, just a tremendous talent. Anyway, and yeah, he is related to Kenny. I think he's related to Kenny Loggins. I got to double check that now. Uh, okay. It is uh, Bowerly, like third cousins, I think. Uh, Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the show. And uh, talking a little bit about cell phones. And the reason is because I had one of those experiences this morning. Um, and the experience was yesterday we, for some reason, talked about llamas as pets. And sure enough, this morning I wake up and on the cell phone I get this little ad about own an exciting llama. You too can be a llama owner. Thinking to myself, okay, that would be a super cool idea. But the next time there's a blizzard in Buffalo, do I really want to have llamas in the garage unfed day after day? Because I can't get to the garage? Probably that's a no. And llamas are very social. You can't have just one. Uh, you ideally have four per acre, which is, again, the size of a football field, roughly speaking. 803, I'm not sure what a hectare is, but I know what an acre is. All right, 803-0930 is the uh, phone number. Star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. So we're talking about how your cell phone, how you've caught your cell phone listening to you. Um, also have gotten... From out of the blue, ads about join our exciting cruise to Fiji. Remember the travel show we did? Yeah, because I mentioned the fact that, boy, I'd kind of like to go to Fiji. And I was surprised at the number of people who have been to Fiji in the audience uh, who contacted us in one way, shape, or form. Uh, but let's get back to uh, John in uh, Kenmore. John has a good old-fashioned, old-school flip phone. And... I don't know that that means he isn't being tracked, and I don't mean that in some malicious, uh, clandestine way. Uh, I mean um, in terms of uh, advertising and and, and stuff like that, which uh, could be malicious and clandestine for all I know. But uh, John's got a flip phone, 
and we're talking about uh, smartphones. And, uh, John, for those who didn't hear you talking about it earlier, why, as a man in his 30s, if I understand you correctly, as a man in his 30s, why have you resisted the smartphone? Well, Tom, because we don't need it. Um, I think I'm probably the last generation of people who remember life without the Internet. And to me, it, it's just a simpler life. I have less stress uh, ever since I got rid of it. Um, I'm not constantly looking at social media or anything like that. Um, there's no distractions when I'm driving. I've traveled all over the country, driven across country, flown across country without a smartphone. It's still possible. <laughs> we did it for as long as time has been around. I mean, we, we didn't we didn't need this stuff. And I just see too much reliance on it. And uh, for me, it just it just makes my life simpler. Um, let's talk for a moment. First of all, I, I must confess I do enjoy my smartphone, and I use my smartphone for an awful lot. But um, if my wife and I are out to dinner, unless it is – my wife has, believe it or not, a very responsible position in society, and when she needs to be on the phone, it's genuinely because she needs to be on the phone. Uh, there are a lot of people who depend on her, and she needs to be available to them. And frankly, I don't get my nose bent out of shape uh, about that any more than she does when I get called into work because of a breaking news story. But um, if we're out together and there is a cell phone on the table, it is because we are sharing something on the cell phone. I'm showing her something. She's showing me something. She's, you know, she's showing me um, the price of airline tickets in which we have an interest. I'm showing her uh, this really cool luggage that I think would be a good idea to have. We, it, it's something that we look at together. Um, and the other night, um, I saw something that really, I, I would say that it made me angry, but it really didn't. It kind of made me sad. We saw uh, an elderly gentleman who was sitting at a table, and he was sitting at a table with two women who were, frankly, young enough, I think, to be his uh, granddaughters. And it was really sad because all three of them were involved in separate individual pursuits on their cell phones, uh, two women and one dude, and they were just doing their own thing on their smartphones. And I thought to myself, wow, you're, you're really missing a chance here at human interaction and human bonding because you guys are all wrapped up in your cell phone. And by the way, you're hogging our reserve table. <laughs> Sorry. Was that out loud? Yes. Yeah, I agree. And, and honestly, once you kind of separate yourself from, you know, that way of life, you see what you just described a lot more. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've been at dinner and saw a whole family, you know, father, mother, three children, all on their cell phone when they could be making memories and looking each other in the eyes and telling stories and laughing and, and having fun, you know, and who knows what they're all looking at. You know, that, that is such a great point. Instead of making memories, we're making love to our tonic and gin and our cell phones. 
I had to rip off Billy Joel from Piano Man. I hope you'll forgive me, <laughs> uh, reference. But uh, one of the other things about, uh, I guess, not not just smartphones and, 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 and cell phones, but also about technology in general. And I, I don't know if there's a show topic in here or not, but you know, we, we hear an awful lot about the mental health crisis in America. And I wonder how much of the mental health crisis in America is exacerbated by the wall of negativity that you see in a lot of social media chat rooms, social media sites. I mean, not not to pick on X, not to pick on Twitter or Instagram or any of those sites, but it seems as though there is so much negativity, just so much uh it's almost like people aren't making comments because they are constructively engaging in a dialogue. It's almost like they're making comments because they want to get noticed. And it's almost like they want to cast their dark cloud over everybody else's sunshine. They're also not making comments that they would make if they were in front of the person they're, they're saying them to. Um, they, you have this wall of anonymity, and it's like bravery. All of a sudden, things just fly off your keyboard that would never fly off of your lips. Um, you know, if you're back in the 80s and 90s, if you wanted to tell someone you knew that they were a jerk because of what they believed politically, you had to call them up. <laughs> And physically say it to them. And and we were a lot nicer to each other back then because we had more respect. And I think that wall that the Internet puts up really just it it takes away. It dehumanizes the conversation. You know, I've mentioned this before, but I I think you make an excellent point, because a few years ago um, I was involved in this just this this stupid, nasty and ridiculous online feud with a guy named Nick. And you know when it went away? Do you know when it started to thaw and melt? It's when we actually ran into each other face-to-face and had a conversation after I said to Nick, because I didn't quite recognize him, I never used this line, and there's a reason I did that night, so it's not entirely as bad as it sounds. Well, do you know who I am? because I thought the band might have set aside seats for us. That's really why I used it, I think, unless I'm retroactively groping for justification. So to this day, if I text Nick, I will say, do you know who I am? Uh, because we get a joke out of it now. But your point your point about it's easy to be a jerk to somebody when you're not face-to-face with that individual. Being face-to-face with an individual forces upon us a civility that we used to have more of in society. And so, there. I mean, that was a situation where literally um, we went from being uh, not terribly favorably inclined toward one another uh, to being friends. And I'd much rather have a friend than an enemy. Yeah, I I, I think that it, it really it just takes yeah it takes the humanization out of the whole conversation. Um, my least favorite form of communication is is through text. There's no inflection. You can't tell if someone's being sarcastic or trying to be funny, and things just get misconstrued way too much. Oh. 
not to mention not to mention voice to text and my phone has the worst voice to text of any cell phone that anybody could possibly have it interjects question marks where there are no question marks intended and it gets words wrong all the time and one of these days i just know i'm going to get in trouble with my boss lisa polizzi i know that i'm going to send her a message that is going to be hr worthy when i didn't mean to send her an hr worthy messages something is going to come out wrong for example i'll probably send her uh, a voice to text with the word text in it and it's it's going to come out as sex I'm in the same boat because my T9 text uh, method does the same thing. <laughs> Your T9. Okay. So, so, suddenly I feel like the world just went to black and white. <laughs> well, and I, I sh- you know, my generation really was the guinea pig generation uh, for the Internet. Um, I was – I don't know. I remember the – I'm born in 87. So um, 1999, I was 12 years old. Uh I really feel like we were the guinea pigs and we had MySpace and AOL Instant Messenger and all this stuff. People my age are really the last generation of people who remember life without the Internet. Um, We were kind of the guinea pigs. And I I couldn't imagine uh, growing up now um, not being told to come home when the street lights come on and having that sort of uh, freedom of no one knows where I am right now. but yeah, I, I think that uh, I, I just think it's a net negative to carry the internet around with you all day, uh, especially if you're an impressionable teenager. Um, unfortunately, I had a, a family member, uh, one of my cousins, 17 years old, took his own life, um, and you know he had a lot, lot of a lot of mental health issues. But I, I, I don't think uh, social media and the internet really uh, did anything positive for him, um, and it's unfortunate, uh, but. It's a story you hear all too often. Um, now, it might not have done anything positive for him, but did the Internet exacerbate uh, feelings of inadequacy or depression that were already there? Was he bullied online? Uh, I'm not too sure. Um, I have a big Sicilian family, so he's actually my mother's cousin's son. So he's my cousin, but we weren't super close. But um yeah, I can't imagine that it did anything anything positive. Um, it, I mean, inter- I just... Interestingly, the perpetrator has yet to be found. Um, well, to have a big family. Big families have advantages, Sicilian or otherwise. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry that your family went through that, and I'm going to continue uh, with your lead after the news at 4 and see where this bad boy takes us. So I want to thank you for blazing a trail into a new and different area, and it all started with your stupid flip phone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that lovingly, Smart, my, my love. Smartphone, dumb brain, that's what I say. Well, hey, you know what they said about calculators when they came out? Calculators simply allow math morons to make bigger errors faster. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I always like that one. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate it. And I'm very sorry for your family's uh, loss. That's horrible. Um, uh, John in uh, Kenmore. Uh, and and I, I, I know I mean, we, we've, you've read the news stories about kids who read about rumors about themselves online and uh, they end up uh, taking their own lives. And when you and I were growing up, if somebody started a malicious rumor, it was confined to the classroom or the grade or the school. And now somebody starts a malicious rumor and it's all over the world. 
And you'll get people weighing in from thousands of miles away just to make somebody else's life miserable. And I just don't, honestly, just don't understand it. I just I don't get the mindset. I really don't. All right, loves, welcome. It is Bauer Lee on News Radio 930 WBEN. So uh, we started talking about cell phones, which took us into a discussion of smartphones, which took us into a discussion of social media and a wall of negativity. And I have a feeling that we've only scratched the surface. Look, I, I enjoy my smartphone. And just last night, as a matter of fact, I was by myself. And I was desperate to look up some information that I absolutely critically needed at the time I needed it. So the convenience of having a world of knowledge at my fingertips um, was extremely important to me last night. And periodically it is. But if I'm out um, and it's you know, 95% of the time it's going to be with my wife um, and the other time's going to be with just friends that we have um if we are on the cell phones it's because we're doing something together on the cell phone it's not that we're doing things apart on the cell phone which i think is a uh, I, I just think it makes i think it makes a big difference um i think it's sad it's really none of my business i suppose but sometimes i think it's really sad to see a couple out and he's on his cell phone She's on her cell phone, and they don't seem to be interacting. It's not like they're sharing anything that they're doing on the cell phone. And it's almost um, dehumanizing. And I've seen it with uh, all age groups of people. Um, There was a time when that was largely a kid thing. But uh, (laughs) just thinking about this based on a call we had a couple of weeks ago, um, hey, guess what? (laughs) The kids of 20 years ago, we're grown-ups now, and the middle-aged people of 20 years ago, we're um, elderly now. Oh, God. Uh, 803-0930, beats the alternative, though. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Here is uh, CJ in uh, Buffalo. CJ, you are on. Thank you for holding. And I don't know, this mouse is driving me nuts. Um, CJ, Hello. Hello. Um, well, the iPhone and the Internet can be a sewer or it can be a fabulous thing. I have an idea. Do away with comments and likes and just keep the Internet. Some folks just post things to outrage, outrage other folks with outrageous opinions. Just keep hateful thoughts to yourself. And I doubt that this was the original intention of the Internet. Well, the original intention goes back to academia. The intention now is all about money and monetizing the digital platform. Uh, Back when radio stations started realizing that there was this thing called the Internet and we'd better be either part of the Internet or buried by the Internet, um, once we established, and this goes for radio stations across the country, not simply the one for which I work, but radio stations said, okay, so now we have a platform. What's the next logical question if you have a business? How do we make money off the platform? But they can't just say it that way. It's And Wenger is probably laughing his butt off listening to this. How do we monetize the platform? How do we monetize the electronic output? 
uh, and that really that really was a thing. And actually, um, we have quite a healthy sales department and quite a healthy revenue stream from our um, fr- from our WBEN.com site. And look, that helps us keep people employed, helps us pay the bills, um, because you know, hey, David Be- David Bellavia and I, we're not cheap. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe personally think? we are, but we, you know, we don't we don't work for peanuts. Well, how do you feel about people that comment and, and like? Because I think that encourages people to spend more outrageous opinions on the internet. Well, these these people, as you know, are called trolls, and they are people who. Uh, somewhere out there, if there hasn't already been, for our Canadian listeners, if there hasn't already been, there has to be an in-depth psychological profile of what makes a troll troll people. What makes somebody intentionally try to hurt other individuals or intentionally try to rile other individuals? And it's kind of, it, it, trolls travel with media. And for a while, you know, let's not forget, Howard Stern of 2024 is not the Howard Stern of 1985. And for a while, earlier in his career, you could probably say that Howard Stern was a bit of a troll. But he has you know, obviously matured as a broadcaster and as a human being to the point where uh, you know, he's obviously an extremely talented guy, but he's not quite so um, gratuitously acerbic as he used to be. And trolls are just gratuitously, uh, uh, gratuitously assert. Uh, take three, a gratuitously obnoxious people, and their desire is almost to bring other people down. It's almost as though they're the most miserable souls on the earth, and they're not going to be happy until everybody else on the planet is as miserable as they. Well, I'm not really speaking about trolls. I'm just speaking about everyday people that comment or like um, certain posts on the internet. Well, comments and likes are are one thing. That's I mean that's part of the appeal of the internet is you interact with other people, and that's why I always say that talk radio was the original social media. Um, talk, I mean, to think about what talk radio is. Basically, uh, you call in, uh, which shows either like or dislike, and then you comment, which can either be a positive or a negative. Um, and, and the Internet is just a different format for the same kind of thing, although we have to be a lot more careful because we come under federal government regulation. Is it a good thing for, for likes and comments? Or should people just give out their thoughts and leave it at that? Well, I think, I mean, I'd like, I'd love to hear what other people have to say about this, but I think that when it comes to comments, um, if you make a comment, there's going to be somebody out there who is probably going to argue with your comment and might actually get you to change your mind based on the evidence of their argument or the persuasiveness of their thought. 
Um, I don't think comments are bad things as long as they're intelligently thought out. I think where comments become problematical is when you have people, again, with very bad social skills or people who are keyboard warriors. Look, I've said some things online that I would never say to somebody's face, and I am I'm sorry. You know, I'm I'm sorry about that. And I think I think everybody has. And I don't have much of a social media uh, I, uh, footprint anymore. I mean, I've got a presence, but I don't spend time on social media because I'm busy leading my life in the real world. Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. If you have a thought, put it in words. And I. I am not a big social media person, but people post things just to get a like. Um, Well, um, you know, some people need validation. And you might simply be somebody who doesn't really need a lot of validation. Uh, There are personality types that do need validation. And, hey, a pat on the shoulder and, gee, what a good idea. What a good thought. Um, And, uh, honestly, doing this for a living – I get a lot of validation from people, and obviously I get uh, hatred from people, which comes with the territory. But again, and this came up earlier, the difference between online communication and face-to-face communication is stunning. And you know, being able to uh, take somebody who was basically an enemy and become friends with that person is one of the most rewarding things that I've that I've done. And hey, you know what? We go to the same places sometimes. It's nice to know that he's got my back. Yes, it is. But put it in words. Oh, oh, we we put hey, when we were arguing, we put a lot of things in words, and I think some of those words we we would both like to have back. But you know, that's that's all that's all in the past, and uh, I'm I'm glad it's I'm glad it's in the past. But like I said, the I mean, social media, I mean, that's that's like the best thing uh, that's happened, at least in my experience with social media, is an individual that we were at each other's throats. Not literally, maybe close, but not literally, but figuratively. And, you know, that entire relationship uh, turned around. And this was a guy who, hey, when I had my neck surgery and I wasn't doing all that well, uh, he literally would he would be up with me till 3.30 in the morning texting back and forth, are you okay, hang in there. And uh, it was it was a good experience. So sometimes, you know, sometimes you can turn things around, but I have to put that caveat out that, what happened was a result of face-to-face contact, not internet contact. It started, the, the Cold War became a friendship only with face-to-face contact. And we, had, yeah. we also had a, had a mutual friend uh, who said, hey, guys, you know, you, you both see the world pretty much the same way. You know, you got to you got to you got to put this on hold and just uh, re- t- just accept each other. And uh, and we did. Well, if someone puts a hateful opinion or message on the Internet and they are able to get likes on that, what do you feel about that? Um, define hateful opinion. Oh, you have a couple of days? Uh, Do you mean 
things like uh, death threats or threats of violence against guys like Tyler Bass of the Buffalo Bills? I mean, the dude misses a field goal, and you'd think that he had just eaten a baby. I don't think it really matters, but if someone posts a hateful sentiment, why should that person get liked? Shouldn't that post just fade away? Um, you, you would, you know what? You, you'd have to ask the people who like it. I mean, we do have. Um, it's it's not quite the same thing, but we do pride ourselves on freedom of speech and diversity of opinion in America. And I mean, depending on the nature of 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 the comment. Now, if if somebody goes online and says, "I don't like Caucasians," "I don't like black people," and people like that. Um, I think that's kind of sick, and I don't see what good it, 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 it plays for society. But other people can certainly get online and say, that's a very ignorant and stupid thing to say. Not all white people are the devil. Or uh, why don't you try actually getting to know some of your black brothers and sisters instead of pretending they're like a, a different, uh, an alien uh, uh, invasion? I mean, it's just you, you've, you've got to have people with some sense of, uh, of, of justice and moderation out there in the uh, in the world of the internet i don't know if that's making any sense or not but i would i would hope so well sure but the person that posted it in the first place is probably counting how many likes he got well you know what there's there's no accounting uh, for that i mean you know what basically i kind of adhere to the school of thought that um unpopular speech is the only speech that needs protection by its very nature, because um, unpopular speech, that's why we have the idea of the First Amendment and the idea that people should express opinions and should be protected in their ability to express opinions. Now, there are certain, look, there are certain parameters, uh, there are certain lines that you cannot cross. For example, you cannot threaten somebody online. That is not protected speech. Well, <laughs> I don't even know how to answer that. Um, but should there be likes on someone that posts something like that? I mean, we can all post whatever well, there we are, want. There, look, there, there, are, there, are going, there are going to be likes on pretty much anything you post. Um, I guess what I don't understand more more so than what you're saying, I don't understand the people who post their pictures of their dinners every night. Here's what I'm having for dinner tonight. Like, okay, um, I've seen macaroni and cheese before, but if that turns you on, go for it. Uh, thank you, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the call. Um, I guess I, I don't quite understand the whole like and uh, the, the, you know, the whole like idea. Uh, if if somebody likes a hateful opinion. You know what? That doesn't go away from their um, footprint on the internet. That's there forever, and you got to be really careful what you write and what you like online, because it can come back to bite you big time. Hey, a lot of celebrities have found that out in a bad way. Even some big local celebrities have found that out in a big way. And as I've told you, there's there's some things I've written online and some comments I've made online. Boy, I wish I could have them back, but. You know, just like a bullet from a gun, once a word is put out there in the Internet, it's there forever. Doesn't go away. It's uh, 
20, and that's why I say I'd much rather have a friend than an enemy. So it makes life a lot easier. It's uh, 28 minutes after 4 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly on a Thursday. Well, this is certainly turning into a fine program, and more to come. We're talking about cell phones and the Internet, and we've only scratched the surface. So we'll, we'll do some more scratching. If you're itching, uh, News Radio, who see a doctor, please. Um, <laughs> craps. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm about 12. 803 0930, star 930, and 1 800 616 WPN. There's an old man sitting next to me. Making love to his tonic and gin. Tanner Saunders does not miss a thing. I make a Billy Joel reference two hours ago, maybe yesterday, and he's all over it like white on rice. Tomorrow, 2 o'clock, your chance to ask the boss. Lisa Polizzi starts at 2. I'm going to uh, make her stay until 4. She doesn't know it yet, but... uh, Basically, any questions you have about the radio station, and I know that there are certain concerns out there which uh, I, I I haven't lost a minute of sleep about them, so it's all cool and the gang. So uh, anyway, Lisa Polizzi, tomorrow, 2 o'clock, my boss, I'll be on my best behavior. But the funny thing is, is when you are significantly older than your boss, it's like, okay, I've been doing this a long freaking time, haven't I? Um, Anyway, uh, let's get back to the calls, loves. uh, Talking about, well, you'll you'll figure it out, and I'll restate it as we move along. Cheryl, Grand Island, WBN. We've been talking about um, cell phones and how cell phones listen in on us. Then we had a guy calling in with a flip phone, and then we started talking about social social media and the negativity in social media and it kind of took off from there and I'm trying to figure out a question I can ask but clearly uh, things that we've mentioned hitherto have uh, uh, percolated in your brain and you want to distill the coffee to us well yes I've been listening um, for the last hour Tom the first time caller here on Grand Island um, I'm a, I'm a high school teacher. I enjoy listening to your shows from time to time. And today really resonated with me because, um, in my high school class yesterday, I, I kind of infused, uh, I tried to infuse lessons with, um, authenticity and we talked about distraction and, um, the students were, you know, and I have ninth, 10th and 11th, even freshmen, and they agreed that their cell phone is a distraction. So overnight, I opened my email this morning and the Harvard Business Review sent me an article uh, entitled, Do You Have a Phone Addiction? Um, (laughs) So your phone was listening. It was, it was. Um, So what I did was I, I, of course, brought this to the class today. Um, and, you know, we, we started a, a great discussion, and it, it really, um, from a lot of kids who don't speak a lot, um, I got some really great feedback today. Um, over half of the world has a smartphone, Tom. It's, it's just, it's uncanny um, how much we depend on it for communication, um, for entertainment, uh, in work purposes. And there are signs that we all have an addiction. So no one is alone in this. 
Um, and I and I know there's people out there who say, well, I don't have a cell phone, and, and that's great, but I deal with high school students on a daily basis, and they are addicted to their cell phones. Um, so I asked them a couple of questions um, pertaining to this article. Um, first of all, do you have, like, a loss of control, whereas you cannot stop um, frequently checking on your phone. So frequent checks means that um, about, uh, and I, I told um, your guy this when I called, that um, because we check our phones so much, they actually did a study of people um, in business, and this is from Harvard Business Review, so I hope it's backed up by some sort of scientific evidence. Um, they conducted a study about like 160 people from entry level to mid-level to senior management, and they found that we're interrupted by our phones um, every 13 minutes of our awake time, So, which is insane. And um, we receive on the average 65 notifications per day on our phone, um, and we pick up our phone at least 72 times per day. So that's not even when we're interrupted. We just pick that, that phone up all the time. And younger individuals actually have a, a higher rate. They are interrupted more frequently um, at nine and a half minutes. Um, so so it's, it's not necessarily something that um, – it's not even a controlled distraction anymore. It is an actual distraction that we all have to deal with if we have a cell phone. Um, uh, well, and bordering on addiction, and you know, here's 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 the thing. I I'm not going to ask how old you are. That would be rude and kind of immaterial. Let me let me uh, rephrase the question in a different way. Roughly, how long have you been an educator? Um, you know, over 20 years. Okay, um, that, and that puts yeah. you in a great a, a great position to answer the next question. When mm-hmm. did you notice that the cell phone went from being a status symbol, ooh, look what my daddy bought me, my mommy bought me, to it being an object of almost veneration and extreme distraction? Um, I, I have to be honest with you. I think that um, COVID, and everybody says this, but COVID changed a lot of mentalities. And we had a lot of downtime. We had a lot of boredom. We had a lot of in the house, staring at four walls, and we didn't know what to do. Um, and so a lot of people, I think, fell to the cell phone, myself included. Um, you know, you can get in a rabbit hole really quick with, uh, you know, TikTok or Instagram, and you can lose a lot of time. So I think that the first step is kind of being self-aware of your use of your cell phone. Um, And in younger students, I find that that's difficult. Um, They're basically, you know, their, their minds are still forming and their brains are still going. And it's hard for them to be self-aware. It's hard for them to know that they have to regulate their behavior when it comes to a cell phone, because it's a computer in your hand. Um, and I, heck, I mean, I, I couldn't live without my GPS. I love my GPS. Um, As do I. You know? <laughs> As do I. Um, but I think setting some clear boundaries, which is what our school tries to do, and a lot of schools try to set boundaries um, in school. And I think that is a first step to helping um, our youth 
cope with things that can be such a disruption in their life is by setting boundaries. Um, you can't, you know, you can't have the cell phone in class. You, um, you know, you can only use it in certain, in certain areas. Um, and, you know, and, and I know a lot of my, my colleagues would, would agree with that. Um, and also I think that we really, when we look at, at mental health and, and social emotional health, the, the cell phone definitely, you know, with social media definitely um, is, is a problem. But again, that self-regulation and that us trying to help these students understand that they have to put the cell phones away and there's a time and a place for a cell phone. And I think Simon Sinek, he uh, he's one of the, um, he's an author. I, I follow him on social media. <laughs> he is a great speaker. He said that when you walk into the room with a cell phone in your hand, it's telling everyone that they're, really not the most important thing in your life that cell phone is and um it, it really rings true and then i open every every year with that with my students because i want them to understand that they're the most important thing when i how many, them how many groans do you get when you say that <laughs> they just kind of stare at me you know i've been there a long time so um but it it's I think that having conversations like this is a great thing, uh, especially on the radio, especially for people to listen and, you know, chime in and make their own decisions um, about, um, about, you know, use of cell phones, use of social media, and parents really um, helping their students and their children understand that, you know, the use of social media is a privilege and we have to use it responsibly. Um, well, you know, I, you know if, if I may, uh, first of all, I'm keeping you on uh, for a little bit because um, you are a conduit, if you will, between the yeah. grown-up world and the world of the teenager because many of us in the grown-up world, especially fossils like myself, you know, we have <laughs> a great deal of concern about the um, social media addiction and the cell phone addiction of the younger people. Although, let's be very honest, smartphones have been around long enough now that we've got 70-year-olds who are addicted to social media, uh, et, et cetera. And, yeah. you know, I, I will say, speaking speaking from experience, one of the things that I love about the smartphone is, um, for and I mentioned last night I was in desperate need of information about a certain topic. And I listened online when I was driving out to a lecture on the topic. It had to deal with the medical situation, not involving myself personally. And then when I was sitting, waiting for my food, I was deep in, like, this medical article about something. Mm. And, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I mean, I was extremely deep. And um, I'm a little bit hard of hearing on the left-hand side. I had no idea that one of my friends was trying to get my attention until my other friend Desi said, Bowerly, like, oh, yeah. Because I, I needed the information, and the great thing about the cell phone is I had the information, and I was able to um, digest it. And uh, of all things, I was looking up kidney disease. So, oh, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. but it was like vital that I had the information at the time, um, and I wasn't with anybody. Um, first time caller, and I, I love first time callers a lot. Um, Eight oh three oh nine thirty is the phone number star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. Well, this show has certainly taken a turn, has it not? I would argue a turn for the better with uh, you guys calling in. 803-0930 is the phone number star 930 on the cell phone and 1-800-616-WBEN. 
S-E-N, and plenty more is uh, coming up, talking about uh, smartphones and the school and setting down the rules of the uh, of the cell phone. And Cheryl, um, as a veteran teacher, and I'm not calling you old, I'm calling you experienced, <laughs> Uh, no, you're obviously very experienced. Do, when when you're in a staff meeting or when you're in the teacher's cafeteria, do you see teachers engaging in the same kind of behavior that you wouldn't want to see your students engaged in doing? You know, Tom, we all do. Who just said on uh, one of your callers, you know, at a restaurant, you see people sitting around a restaurant table and they're all on their smartphones. It, it's, it's, it's nomophobia. It's no mobile phone phobia. It's a term that I also tell my students um, it's the fear of being without your cell phone. I mean, I know anyone who leaves their house, if they forget their cell phone, they turn around, drive back, get their cell phone, <laughs> you know, um, you just feel like, oh my gosh, I need that. And, um, it, you know, we are the masters of, of teaching. And I think we also, even as parents, you know, I need that cell phone, I need to be on it. And, um, I need to talk to work and I need to check my email. And actually that Harvard, um, uh, if you, if you subscribe to Harvard business review, but not many people do, but the, the actual, the reason they started that was they, um, they talked to, um, people in business and had them surrender their phones for 24 hours and people were so frustrated and panicked because they kept reaching for their phone and it wasn't there. And, and they, they were rationalizing why they needed their phones. And we're talking about adults. We're not even talking about students or kids. Um, and that, that FOMO, that fear of missing out, um, we have, we have uh, procured that for our generation and for generations to come. So unless we start limiting our youth, in front of students, uh, in front of our children. I don't know. I don't know if it will get better. Um, I just think that we have to, you know, and, and schools are, are really trying. We're really trying it. Um, you know, when a student has their cell phone all night long and then you tell them you can't have it, it's, it's a rude awakening, but they also have to learn limitations. Like we all do in life. We all have to learn, you know, limitations. So, um, I don't know if that makes sense. (laughs) <laughs> Nothing succeeds like excess. Um, I, I, I'm i grateful for the call. I'd love to hear from some more uh, educators, and I have a tremendous um, deal of respect for what you do. I could not do your job teaching the same thing every year to a different group of ever-changing faces and adapting to the societal changes you have to do. <laughs> so I, I appreciate what you do, and I know that might sound unusual for a WBEN talk show host to say, I appreciate <laughs> what a teacher does, but I truly do, and uh, I'm grateful for your well, call. We appreciate that very much, and happy birthday to all the Leap Year babies out there today. Um, Especially... Well, your husband's a leap year baby too. Yes, yes, he is. Oh, what are you guys doing for dinner? Uh, we're going out. We're going out with our daughters. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely. Um, um, I'm not going to give away his age, but you can only you know, he only has a birthday at once every four years, so it's it's uh, got to celebrate, right? Absolutely. So, you know, depending on how old you consider him to be, you might be a felon in intent. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Uh, wow. Again, guys, ladies, the calls today have been like phenomenal and amazing. You guys get better every day where maybe I just bring out the best in you. <laughs> it's always going to be about me, of course. Duh. Um, anyway, ego much? No.
All right, welcome, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, once again, we have one of these shows where uh, the callers have been absolutely sensational. And I love hearing from people who never called the show before, but you're out there, you're listening, and something tickles you. Well, something tickles you. That sounds a little obscene. Uh, but something. Um, uh, sparkles in your brain, and you are inclined to uh, call in. And uh, I've been wanting to talk about cell phones. I'll tell you why. Ever since, do you remember when we did the uh, complaint desk? The Bowerly complaint desk is open, and guy called in and said he had an issue with kids having cell phones in schools. And there was a time 20 years ago, 25 years ago, where I think I was in that camp. School is for learning, and kids should not have cell phones in school. I have altered my opinion on that based on new information. And unfortunately, we have seen more school mass murders than I would care to even think back upon. Um, There have been absolutely documented instances where cell phones on the persons of children in school have saved lives. They've saved lives because they have let first responders know where the good people are and have given them clues as to where the bad people are so the police can go in and do what they need to do or if they've already gone in because that is the uh, that, that is the way school shootings are dealt with now. Uh, you don't wait for backup. First person on the scene, you go in there and you try to neutralize the threat as quickly as possible in order to save as many lives as possible. That is what you do, uh, unless you're in Uvalde, Texas, and that's wasn't exactly law enforcement's finest day. I know it's easy for me to say, but, uh, you know, you... They, they, they should train. They, they train for that, and they should know what to do. But I, I do believe that kids should be allowed to have cell phones in school. Now, we have another issue here. At what age is it appropriate to have your kid with a cell phone? And uh, I got into this a couple of weeks ago when we had the complaint line open, and I can tell you that in my daughter's case, she was 10 years old. And she got a cell phone for a very specific reason, because she had just turned 10 years old and she was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. And her mother and I both felt it was important that she have instant access to either one of us or instant access to a doctor. And if they, you know, if, if anything needed to happen, that she would be in touch with the proper specialists whose numbers were plugged into the cell phone. And I have no regrets about that. She didn't, um, obviously, she didn't misuse the cell phone. I think my son got his first cell phone when he was about 12 or 13 years old. But uh, my son was a little reckless with his cell phones. Can't tell you how many times I replaced them. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, that was not, not a lot of fun. I'll tell you, the insurance company didn't make a lot of money off of us on that one. But uh, in, in any event, I don't have a problem. Maybe you do, and that's fine if you do. I don't have a problem problem with kids and cell phones and schools but like our teacher our educator Cheryl had to say there half there there must be limits because you wouldn't want to be doing a lecture in English you wouldn't want to be doing a lecture on the civil war 
and see kids with their heads down texting their friends. That would be very uh, disillusioning and very, very discouraging. So uh, the phones, during lecture time, the phones must be in the backpack. If I was a teacher, I would not want to see a phone when I am doing a lecture. And frankly, when I go to concerts, we all like to have memories of concerts. However, I don't know how many concerts you've been to, but doesn't it drive you just a little bit crazy? Again, everybody lives their own lives as they want to live their own lives, and who am I to say? But I don't understand the people who uh, pay really big money for really awesome concert seats, and then they spend the entire time of the show recording recording the concert instead of enjoying the concert. So what I will do, I did this with Paul McCartney. I did it with Jeff Lynn. Um, if there's a song that I really like, just so I have a memory of it, I'll, I'll record maybe 20, 30 seconds of it, and then the phone goes off because I want to enjoy the experience of the concert, okay? I want to see the spit coming out of Donald Fagan's mouth ending up on my suit. That's what I want to see. Um, I wanted to feel, uh, I wanted to look at Paul McCartney unfiltered without the lens of a cell phone. Just my eye, Paul McCartney's eye, nothing in between. So um, I, I, I think there are ways to use cell phones and still enjoy your life. And as I mentioned earlier, um, I, didn't, I didn't mention this today, but certainly in previous shows, that when I would go to breakfast with my children, we would leave the cell phones in the glove compartment because I would tell them, look, I, can't, I, I wanted to see you. I didn't want to see your cell phone. So we're going to sit and we're going to have a conversation, however painful it may be. We're going to sit and we're going to have a conversation, but we're not going to be on our cell phones. And they would say, well, Dad, you've got your cell phone. Yes, but breaking news might happen, and I need to be reachable by work in order – to go into work if I need to do it, but I didn't abuse the situation. And it's the same thing, I might add, with uh, um, uh, with uh, my, my wife and I. Um, we might both have cell phones. She has a very responsible position, and a lot of people depend on my wife. However, we don't independently, unless it's an emergency, we don't independently just start playing around on our cell phones when we're together because we want to enjoy the time we are together. And if we are on the cell phones, it's because we're sharing something with the other person. Like, honey, did you get a good airfare? Uh, Are we going to be able to switch to first class for this flight? Oh, here's some luggage I found. Look at this. It's, it's, It's basically like looking at a catalog or a magazine with somebody uh, and, and uniting with somebody, no pun intended, instead of, um, I- instead of separating from somebody. If you, if, if, you, know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. And then there's, there's social media, which kind of ties into the whole smartphone thing. And the wall of negativity on social media I must tell you, I spent very, very little time on social media. I can't remember the last time I was even on social media posting anything. I generally use social media to see which bands are playing at which place, and and that's about it. 
because the way I look at it, what I do for a living Monday through Friday, four hours on the air, is social media, the original social media. Let's go to Mark in uh, Buffalo on WBN. Mark, uh, a lot has come to the surface today, and you're on WBN for your two cents. Hi, Tom. How's it going today? But wonderful. Thank you. Um, I called up Tanner yesterday and just an idea. You did a great show yesterday about AI, and uh, I wanted to save my one call for the week. I do cyber defense, man. And uh, what happened with me is I had an old Galaxy 4 where I had a connected user in my Google account, and I could not remove this user. That means that someone was spying on my every move in my cell phone. In fact, I had to hire a, an Internet firm in Arizona. It cost me $130 to go ahead and remove this person from my Google account. So I'm Did self-taught. You, excuse me, but uh, as I recall, I mean, you, you're connected with the defense industry? Uh, yes, sir. My family was, and okay. I served in submarine. So the person who had latched on to your Google account were they the agent of a foreign government or the agent of a domestic agency? I think that it was just a private individual in for kicks. Huh. That's but what I, I wonder, think. I wonder why you, out of the millions of people in the United States, why you? And as you know from our past conversations about stealth personnel technology, I've asked myself that question a million times. Why me? What was so fascinating about me? Um and that's the best work I ever did was breaking that case. Best work ever. Uh, I'm, in case you can't tell, I'm very proud of what I did with that situation. Um, and, Mark, uh, you had a hitchhiker along uh, with your Google account. Uh, your family was involved in the defense industry. Uh, you were on submarines. But you think that this person – how do you think this person, out of millions of people on Google, latched on to you – and, and why? Were, were your emails particularly juicy or filled with technological revelations? Um, um, there's nothing nefarious on my phone, number one. Number two, we all keep pictures of this and that, and we all, you know, want to talk with adults on our cell phone. Um, why this person latched on to me, I do not know. I think it was the Nexus phone or Lexus phone. I I forget. But anyway, I was on the old Galaxy 4, and I have some tips because I'm self-taught in cyber defense. Tom, I was so mad I wanted to throw my fist through my cell phone. I, it was such a violation of privacy. So what I did was I self-taught myself, and here's some tips for your callers. You should do a Google security search every month, and it'll prompt you to ask your password, and then you'll have connected user and any security events that are happening with your cell phone. That's number one. Right. Number two, your phone should employ a thing called Secure Startup. Secure Startup is an encrypted technology where if someone gets a hold of your phone and if they don't hit the magic password to get in your phone, they have 10 attempts until all the data is wiped out clean. Now, we all have pictures on our cell phone, and I use a pick vault. And a pick vault is a thing where it's encrypted and you can go ahead and hide your pictures because the reason why I'm using a pick vault is because I have good shredding algorithms on my phone where I do a data dump daily. <clears throat> and if I did not have the pick vault, um, the shredding algorithm would wipe out all my pictures. So you have to go with wow. a pick vault. Now, if you jump on the internet, you've got to use a virtual private network, a VPN. And uh, uh, I don't know, um, 
Another good thing is to reset your phone every day. That's called that's a, called a warm boot, which is restart, or a cold boot, which is on and off. And what that does is it reset it resets your ping to the cell tower. And I do have some applications that I recommend on a Google Play Store. One's called Shred It, which is a red icon. And the best tool is called Geeky Tools, and it's anti-spy. And Geeky Tools, you can find this. It's a black and white icon. It'll search for malware, hidden applications. It's a very powerful tool. So um, for my thesis, my main point is that I self-taught myself because I was so angry, Tom. Well, of course, it, it it is a violation of privacy. Uh, it happened to me. Uh, I was on a flight from Buffalo to uh, JFK en route to a conference for talkers.com, and I got a little security alert from Google that such and such IP address uh, had tried to get into my account and uh, had some people look into it. And oddly enough, the IP address came back to Fort Meade. Oh, my God. True story. True. Story. I can't make it. I, I can't make this stuff up if I wanted to. Uh, but uh, I guess they thought I'd be busy on Long Island, so they uh, thought they could pull a fast one. But uh, yeah. But I mean, let. But let's be very, very frank. Um, you were victimized apparently by somebody in the private world who, who, for whatever reason, was fascinated with your business. But if it is a government actor, a government agency, they are so good, you are never going to know they're there. I believe you, to be honest you, with you. You'll never know they're there. The um, Internet, if you, go on the, if you go on the net on your cell phone, if you don't use a virtual private network, it's foolish. The Internet is the wild, wild west, man, and you have got to protect yourself. I'm a great believer in privacy. I don't care what you do as long as you're not hurting anyone or you're not into stuff like kids or old adults. I really don't care what you do. That's none of my business what you do on the do, Internet. Do you, do you tape up the, ca the lens of the camera on your cell phone? Oh, yeah, phone absolutely. Or? That's a great point. You've got two cameras on your phone, the front one yep. and the back one. And um, that's a, you're smart. That's one way where they can go ahead and hack you is through your gallery. I have no idea how they do that. But I use a piece of cardboard and a piece of scotch tape, and I've got a little square cut out, and I tape it onto the front lens and into the back lens. And then also on Geeky Tools, they have a camera blocker that's an internal mechanism, where um, and it's an administrative function on your phone where if someone does get into your phone, they cannot have any access to your camera. Well, I applaud you for being self-educated in terms of uh, cyber defense um, against the everyday mundane hacker. But uh, I realized uh, 10 years ago that if somebody really wanted to break into my house undetected, they could do it. If somebody really wanted to hack my electronics undetected, they could do it because they're that good. Um, that's what they do. I thank you very much, Mark. I uh, appreciate you, the call. And you, and you know I speak the truth based on your family's uh, background. Yes, um, you're in the know. Absolutely. I mean, There's no yeah, doubt. I, I wish I wasn't sometimes. But thank you uh, very too. much. I appreciate, I appreciate the you. call.
Um, it is, uh, yeah, it's like, what was so interesting about me? I'm just, I, well, okay, a few things. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Voyeuristic little bastards. Anyway, it is uh, 528 at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly tomorrow. My boss, Lisa Polizzi, ask the boss at 2 o'clock on News Radio 930 WBEN. And we're very much uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Lisa Polizzi has been such a breath of fresh air at this radio station. I cannot even begin to uh, use the proper superlatives and adjectives to describe how awesome she is. And look, I'm Come on, guys. I'm well past the point where I need to brown nose anybody. I mean, really? So, but she's she's outstanding. It is uh, 29 minutes after five at News Radio 930 WBEN. Yes, the status is icon, which uh, the very next status is usually corpse. That's <laughs> a bad sign. <laughs> like when somebody says you're a legend. Oh, great! I'll be dead now. Great. Oh, that sounded nice. Sorry Darkness about that. Darkness at like, the break of noon. <laughs> shadows of Never mind. Uh, it is 539, uh, almost, at News Radio 930 WBEN. It is Bowerly Loves. Good to have you with us. And uh, uh, two things on the agenda. Uh, one has to do with uh, cell phones and the long and winding road which took us here, this circuitous path which led us to this place, uh, basically has involved... Um, kids in school with cell phones and whether or not you think that is a good idea. Uh, and frankly, I, I think it's it's really, at this point, it's way too late to talk about, we need to keep cell phones out of schools. Cell phones are in school. They're in school to stay. So that's the reality of 2024. A cell phone today is about what a wristwatch or a wallet or a purse was when you and I were going to school, okay? A cell phone to a young person and many of us older people is as necessary, this is a hyperbole, of course, but is necessary as the air we breathe. They're not going to not be in schools. And frankly, there have been cases in school emergency situations where cell phones have played critical roles in helping EMS, in helping police locate the bad guy, and in saving lives. So the only issue to me with cell phones in school uh, happens to revolve around um, the appropriate use and the appropriate time to use a cell phone. Obviously, during a lecture, they should not be out. There's no reason for them to be out. Uh, during a student walking from classroom to classroom, um, yeah, I mean, they can safely text and walk at the same time, uh, getting in touch with their friends, whatever. Sure, why not? Um, also, we got into uh, social media a little bit, and is is social media i'm just i'm just kind of curious because there are there seem to be two kinds of people in the world there are those who seem to live their entire lives on social media and those who just don't gaf about social media and i i kind of want to know where you are on this and one of the things about social media is why 
Have do you have any problem with the fact that social media is just generally so negative? Like you can be in the best mood ever in your entire life, and you go to X or you go to Facebook and you start reading comments that people have made, and suddenly you have legitimate concern for the species um, as uh, as thinking, compassionate human beings. I'm just I'm just kind of curious if you has has negativity chased you off of social media. I, I'm just curious. I would like to know. And which group is it into which you fall? Is it the social media? I'm on 24/7 because my life is that interesting. Or are you basically in the background on social media? And I would say for the past uh, six months or so, I have pretty much been. Um, absent from social media and my logic is that talk radio in so many ways is the original social media um this before there was x before there was facebook before there was anything like that there was talk radio and one of the great parts about talk radio is uh, starting out listening way back when to the great john otto the greatest talk show host who has ever lived um, when you listen to John, you got a sense for the pulse of the community, uh, what people were thinking, what people were saying about what people were thinking. Um, and it was really a valuable tool, not to mention its use during emergency situations. Now, the other thing I want to bring up is, can you give me a good reason why Mark Polencars should even be talking about declaring a state of emergency for Eclipse Day because I'm, I'm really, I'm scratching my head over that one. We all know there's going to be an eclipse. Statistically speaking, when you look at the date of the eclipse, it is a cloudy day and a lot of times with rain. And there's no way of knowing this in advance, but 13 seconds is all I'm going to say. And it wouldn't surprise me in the least if... The eclipse day dawns sunny with not a cloud in the sky, and gradually the clouds build, and by the 3 o'clock hour, we're in the middle of a rain shower, and we won't even notice there's there's an eclipse, except it's going to be really dark outside as if it were night. do, Do you think we need a state of emergency for the eclipse? Yeah, there will be a lot of people in western New York. And there were a lot of people in western New York when Walenda walked across the falls. We didn't have a state of emergency then. I, I don't get it. And, you know, all respect and everything, but uh, we, we know that Mark Polencar's loves power. Power is Mark Polencar's get-off, okay? that's Seriously, that is his get-off. Do we really need a state of emergency for something everybody knows is going to happen? It, it seems to me like a total overreaction. State of emergency for an eclipse? What, the earth is going to be swallowed up in the corona of the sun and we're all going to be burned alive? I don't I don't quite get it. Well, there's going to be a lot of people in the area. And having a state of emergency declared will do exactly what? Get you a sentence in the New York Times? Color me confused. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, what we need is states of emergency for the people who let enormously heinous farts go in the grocery store. That's a state of emergency if ever there was one. Here's Glenn in uh, Chickawaga. You're on WBEN. Hello. Uh, hi, Thomas. Uh, 
I just wanted to talk about the cell phones and the and the kids in school. Yes. And uh, my my daughter's son, he's 12 years old. He's got a cell phone, but they have the ability to lock him out of the internet uh, whenever they want to. So basically, during the school hours, he's locked out, so he can't use it. And uh, but he can make calls and texts and stuff like that. And uh, I never really knew about it until they started doing it. I don't know if your other your listeners know about it, but I mean there are parental controls on this stuff. Well, there are parental controls, and then there are also locational controls uh, that can be used to block out the internet. Um, I don't. I certainly wouldn't have a problem with that because if my argument is that the phones are essential in an emergency situation, in an emergency situation, you're not going to be going online to check out E. Yeah, you're right. But I mean, these kids will be on their phones like for hours on end, and like if you don't stop them from doing it. Uh, well, I mean, I don't th- see. I don't think we can just say kids anymore uh, because um, we are at a point in the evolution of the cell phone where people who would be considered senior citizens, uh, people in their sixties, uh, we're just as bad as 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 the kids in terms of our reliance on cell phones. It's not just a kids these days. Somebody pointed that out to me in a show we did uh, earlier, and I have a hard time disagreeing with uh, their thesis but okay locking them out of the internet um i i I think if i'm not mistaken maybe you know more about this than i do glenn i think there are some concert venues that lock people uh lock people's cell phones up not just physically but also have the capability of electronically jamming them so people can't record concerts well i'm good with that that's fine yeah, I mean, it's it, uh, absolutely, because the concert, even though you pay for the concert ticket, photographs of the performance as well as recordings of the performance are the property of the performer. They're not your property, even though you bought a ticket. No, no, no we don't want to get into, like, taking their money away. That's what you're doing. Well, I mean, you're God, doing that. God, God, God forbid Don Henley has to eat cat food with his $800 million fortune saved up. God forbid. <laughs> I don't think he has to. No, I don't think so I either. I hope not. Uh, but I will say this uh, much. Thank you. John Mellencamp, with some of his uh, net worth, John Mellencamp really needs to see the Buffalo Dental Group. Um, had front row seats for John Mellencamp at Shays, and I was so distracted by the lousy state of his dentition, I couldn't concentrate on the music. I've never seen a dude with so much money with such a bad set of teeth. Damn. Here's Jay in, uh, well, plus, he's not, a, he's not a nice guy. I know some, we have somebody at the radio station, grew up with the family. Um, John Mellencamp is not Mr. Nice Guy, okay? I mean, hey, not that I'm always Mr. Nice Guy, but at least I'm, at least I'm nicer than John Mellencamp. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and again, a state of emergency for the eclipse. I, I'm lost on that one. I don't see, I don't see the logic whatsoever. I don't see the point. State, we know it's going to happen. It's going to take about four minutes, which is roughly three and a half minutes more than your honeymoon uh, night took. It is uh, Jay in Boston. Jay, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Thomas, I'm glad you finally grabbed that monkey's tail about the state of emergency. That's insanity. 
Um, that is the biggest power grab move that he's made since the blizzard and the the, the fight match with uh, the good mayor, Byron Brown. Um, it's a four-minute eclipse. We don't need a state of emergency. We don't need additional resources. Yes, if we have another million people here in town, guess what? You're not going to get them off the road for the ambulances to move no matter what you do. He's Thank powerless you. in that regard. All it's, you're, all you're going to be able to do, if, if we have that much traffic on the roads, all you're going to be able to do is use Mercy Flood. If it's a exactly. critical situation and you got to get somebody to trauma within the golden hour, helicopter is going to be the only way. And that's exactly true. So the, this whole thing is some kind of weird little, you know, COVID's over power grab that he feels he had to come out with today for whatever reason. Who knows? It's not even a it, it, he's not even running for election. So I don't know what where that came from. But I'm, I'm glad you finally, like I said, yanked down that monkey's tail and brought it up on the show. Well, I mean, you say, finally, the the eclipse isn't going to be until April 8th. So I had some time to yank a monkey's tail, um, but only only delicately and with great affection, I might add. Uh, but, no, I mean, a state of emergency for an eclipse? Um, right. I, I don't I, – I, like, if I were county executive, that wouldn't even cross my mind. Uh, of course, I would want to make sure that law enforcement at the county level was as 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 numerous as it could be, that traffic arrangements were as prepared as they could be. Uh, but a state of emergency? Well, what is is this? Is this just so we can get the state money to come into Erie County after the eclipse? And that might be the angle. Who knows? Because his explanation of what a state of emergency is does not fit this event. If you listen to his actual explanation, it doesn't fit this event, and he almost admits it. It's crazy. Um, I, you know what? Uh, honest to goodness, I can't disagree with you. Uh, it, it, it seems, it seems like, no pun intended, lunacy. <laughs> Lunar lunacy. I love it. <laughs> All right, my man. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. Uh, yeah. Oh. I mean, what, what the hell do we need a state of an emergency for, for an eclipse that we all know is coming? I mean, what? color me perplexed. Julia in East Buffalo. Hey. Julia, I've got about a minute. I'm going to let you speak. Hey, i got a quick minute to tell you. I think it's a publicity stunt, this whole thing about state of emergency. As soon as you say it, everybody's like, oh, i got to go. i got to go to Buffalo. But anyway, that's a quick thing about that. But I really want to talk about the cell phones in the classroom. Uh, years ago, because I'm in education and higher ed, actually, and that's my profession. Uh, and years ago, before the pandemic, we had this. Uh, we started using cell phones within the classroom. This was on a college level, and there were quite a few programs where you could use a cell phone within the classroom to do different things with it. And like um, Khan Academy, for example, is a tutoring school that's online. And a lot of the teachers within this one particular school, I won't say which one, that was down in Maryland, and some of the high schools as well would use it to help explain different types of material. And then um, after the pandemic, it's like it kind of Khan Academy is still used, but it's used by tutors and that type of a thing. But then I thought about it. I'm not in higher ed anymore, but I said, you know, they could really use this uh, cell phones as a teaching tool within class, and then they can block, uh, tell parents to, bl to block the um, uh, what is it? Notifications on there, you know, to show them how to Ju block. Julia, the I, I wish. I, anyway, I, wish I know you more got time. to go. 
I know. Yeah. I know. I love you. I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I, I told you I, gave, I had a minute and I didn't interrupt you. I thank you very much. And I would like to hear more of what you have to say because I think it has some value. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.